Hi, everybody. My name is Zach Irvine, and this is my story. This is very fun to me to make this podcast right now. Um, a lot of things actually happened for this to truly happen. Uh, <laughs> so this is actually a second project that I've started. Um, just recently, actually, I was getting into podcasts. And I actually created a podcast called The Pulpy Show. And this show was talking about ideas and just beliefs of mine and just how I handle current events in my life. And as time went on, I just realized that there was no objective. There was nothing going on because on one hand, I tried to make this a very personal introspective of my life. And on the other hand, I tried to make it entertaining and it was just very complicated what I was trying to do. And... Ultimately, I, I've stopped podcasting for nearly a month or two, and I want to do one that would be a little bit better, And um, but I am grateful for that one because it prepared me for now. Uh, it taught me what kind of mental state I need to be in, where I need to be, where is a great place to do it, um, also to have notes. Who would have thought that notes were important? So, yeah, <laughs> without further ado, uh, I guess I'll kind of just get right into it. So, first off, my name is Zach Irvine. Hopefully, you know who I am. If you don't know who I am, this is either weird or just you will not understand. But this is going to be my story. Um, It actually happened today at Amazon. This is how it happened. As I was sitting there, I was packing boxes, and I was like, I thought about this guy. He was trapped in a box for seven years. And he was practically in solitary confinement for seven years. Well, I don't know. Kind of seems fishy. But anyways, what I heard was that he replayed every single day of his life over and over and over again. He kept looking. Anyway, so I was going crazy at work because I am not a huge fan of my job. And I started going through my life. And I was like, this is actually something I want to document. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Everything clicked. And I was like... This is going to be it. Now, the tone in this is going to be a little different because I think before I was trying to get better at entertaining, and hopefully I can make an entertaining podcast, but this one isn't really going to be entertaining. This is going to be realistic, um, but it's mainly just going to be a story of my life. Um, and so the things I really want to include is just everything that I consider to be important. Um I'm going to avoid fights, I'm going to fight, avoid problems in my life. It's really just going to be events and things that have kind of changed me, you know, things that have created me into the person that I am, because I always think about it and it's like, wow, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just going to get right into it. And at first I was going to be like, there I was, November 13th, 1998, out of my mother's womb. But then I kind of realized, like, started thinking in that direction, but then I realized I can start when I'm a baby, but there's a lot of things that aren't going to make sense. And I could add them later on, but I was like, you know what? I need a prologue. And so this is my prologue, I guess, to my book that I want to, I'm establishing in my head. (laughs) But no, this is everything that happened before me. So this is all, this is my story, all about me, 100% me. It's kind of selfish, but this episode is not going to be about me at all. (laughs) because there's a lot of things that make a person. I didn't realize how much 
especially my parents made me, but also my siblings and my situation and my grandparents. And I was thinking about how far I did want to go back. And I was like, well, I, I am an ancestor of Erastus Snow. But then I was like, no, that's not actually important. And I decided ultimately my grandparents have enough influence to be mentioned, but I'm not going to try to dwell on them too much. And my aunts and uncles I'll mention, but um, they're not going to be too pertinent in this episode. So here I am. I'm a wee boy. My name is Zach. And I have two parents. Their names are Scott and Michelle. And my mother, Michelle, has had a father. And his name was Kenneth. I think his name was Kenneth Mar- Marvin Ivy. I'm not even quite sure. Um, he was... I, I don't know too much about him. My mother said he was an alcoholic and he was drunk most of the time. So it's kind of sad. Uh, he actually died before my father even got to meet him. So my dad doesn't know who he is. And anyone who does know him doesn't really like to talk about him. Um, but he was baptized in the Church of Jesus Christ at the age of eight. He had an alcoholic father who beat him. And so subsequently, when he got older, he became an alcoholic and beat his family. Uh, he also was a factory worker. I think he worked at a steel factory some steel fabrication, I don't know, not a great job, but pretty much any excess money he had, he would use it to buy alcohol and smokes, uh, cigarettes, smokes, yeah, um, (laughs) and he met my grandmother, I think it was through high school, or maybe, she was a lot younger than him, actually, I think by like eight years, and my grandmother's name is Loray, Loray Anderson Ivy, and she really was a powerhouse. She really did hold the entire Ivy family together because Ken, he was somewhat abusive. And I don't know him, so I can't really be mad at him. But um, that was just kind of the situation. And Lorraine really did keep everybody together. She kept all the hens together. Um, My dad actually has much respect for her because... Uh, you'll learn this a little later, but his parents, they had enough money, so they paid for practically the whole marriage and the honeymoon. They paid for a lot of things for them. And um, it was just awesome, you know, like good parents. And then Lorraine came up to them, and she was like a very humble wife, and she goes up to them and gives them 100 bucks. She says, congrats. Not like, that was not salty at all. But she was just like, hey, you know, like, I'm proud of you guys. And my dad just found so much respect for her. It was just like, wow, like, that is a woman. Because, you know, you can give, like, if you're a millionaire and you give somebody, like, $500,000, that's awesome. But if you only have 10 bucks to your name and you give 10 bucks to somebody else, I mean, that's a big sacrifice. That's love. <laughs> and um, that was my grandma. Um, sadly, she passed away just a month after my parents got married. So she was diabetic and she had an infection in her leg. She actually had it cut off, but the infection continued to run its course. And, um, just through poor dieting and poor, um, health insurance. I mean, she just wasn't able to get that care that she needed. But anyways, Lorraine and Ken 
it seems like a very typical, um, like 50s, 60s couple, you know, very uh, paternal, paternal dominant, um, you know. Anyway, so they had six kids, and their names were Johnny, Paul, Christine, Michelle, Scott, and Stephanie. And I think that is one thing that definitely did push my grandfather over the edge is Johnny, when he was about seven or eight years old, he uh, actually drowned in a river and died. And my mom said that her mom said, so my grandma said that he used to not be so, um, he wasn't so addicted to alcohol, but once Johnny died, um, my grandma really lied into the gospel because she was also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. And my grandfather relied more on alcohol. And that kind of set a huge separation. And that did set a tone for their marriage and how the family dynamic worked. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I mentioned that also, but they had a farm. Because they lived, my mom was born and raised in Linden, Utah. That's where she grew up. And they had a farm with cows and all types of animals. And uh, that my my mom, Michelle, she was the fourth child, if you didn't notice that. Um, she was a very hard worker. I mean, she, first off, she was from lived on a farm. But not only that, she uh, always worked during high school. She was always having to get money because, you know, her parents didn't have those kind of means. And... Um, she actually later on went to college at BYU, and I am pretty sure she is the first person to have even attended college, let alone graduate, and she graduated from college, uh, from BYU, and her mom was very proud of her. So my mom, Michelle, broke the chains, and I think that's already awesome. Um, and my mom... I'm going to mention religion a lot, especially with this, because religion plays a huge role into my development as a character. It's really important to see this, is that um, Ken is has been inactive practically his whole life, and he was kind of active, but he was never really worthy for the temple. He never got sealed in the temple, and um, he's just not a very consistent member. My grandma, she... Never got endowed, but she she was the one who brought the kids to church, you know. So she did a lot more for my, you know, my mom and her siblings um, than I think was expected of. Well, I think that is what it was expected of her. But um, and so here's my mom, and she has, I mean, some good examples, but mainly, you know, it, it's hard, and she had to find her own testimony. She went to BYU, and I remember one day, she told me this. I don't remember this. She, I remember she told me this story. But she was just so mad at God. And she was just, she was kind of tempting to just go inactive. Just because, you know, it's easy. And some of her siblings also went inactive. And there was just a lot of pressure. But ultimately, I think, just mainly through reading the Book of Mormon, just a slow conversion, she just realized that she wanted the gospel. So she would, had chosen to just be a stronger member than her parents. And she actually got in doubt herself and went to the temple, which was further than both her mom and dad had done. And so I'm just going to stop with Michelle. I'll get back to her a little bit. 
um, especially my daddy and the romantical story. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to switch over to the Irvine side. Hence why I'm named Irvine, because it's my father's father. Um, his name was Bob Irvine. But before I talk about Bob, I need to talk about Shirley. This is why you have notes, because you distract yourself. Life lesson. Um, <laughs> so my ma- grandmother's name was Shirley May. She, uh, so actually, she passed away at an unknown time during my life, because that's going to be a surprise. Well, I guess it's, it's like I spoiled my life for you guys. Well, gosh darn. Um, but I met her. And we had a great conversation. I remember when I was like about four or five, I had a great conversation with her. And it was, oh, wow. I am really narrowing down this time of when she died. Anyways, I do remember, though. That was one of my fondest memories of her. She was just so, she was very particular, but very sweet. She's just a classic grandma. Great cook, just very, um, just kind of fancy, you know. But Shirley grew up in a very strong member house. Um, but she didn't have present parents. I can't remember why. And I don't think it's actually relevant because I think her sisters raised her. Whether that's important or not, the moral of the story is that she was poor. She didn't have much money in her life. And... Um, so when she was 17, she actually married married my grandfather, who was 18, and, um, he also was very poor. He had, his mother was in multiple marriages, and it was just not a very stable environment. So, you you see this where they're both kind of in struggling families, and they unify together almost to find some type of unity, and my grandfather is, uh, very... Very, 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 and I've met him too. Very strict man, very hardworking, very dedicated. And he said that he would always provide for the family. And so you see this throughout his whole life where he started a construction company. He started, um, he did a lot of construction management. And then he moved on to constructing boats and a car wash. And now there's an investment company because of him. And uh, he's just very good at business, and he always decided that he was going to give a lot more to his family than what he had been given. And that's kind of, I guess, how it worked was that Bob was able to take care of Shirley. My grandpa was able to take care of my grandma. And um, the marriage wasn't, I mean, I think it will get a lot better with time, but uh, I think Ken's in the race, too, if they decide to stay together. I don't know. Um, But uh, it was good for the time, at least, because they both got out of really bad situations. I think they were both good for each other. Um, Oh, and I wanted to, I forgot to mention, Shirley was strong in the church. And when she started dating my grandpa, Bob, she said that she would not get married outside of the temple. And he had been baptized when he was little, but he um, became active because of her. They got married in the temple. And um, they actually were active practically their whole lives. And um, my grandpa even served as a bishop. So anyways, so you can see that my mom found her testimony. And my dad grew up in this house. 
who that had the church. Now, my dad's family situation is much different, though. First off, they had money, and um, there was opportunity, but also, there's only two of them. It was uh, Michael, my the older brother, and Scott, the younger brother. My dad was the baby of the family. Um, and my dad is very particular, too. He's, um, well, cut, oh, man. I'll tell you more about his character, but he was a stage techie back in high school, and he also was a worker, but he was kind of just like your classic, like, 80s kid, you know, 70s kid. He, uh, just kind of <laughs> bummed around and, you know, just lived the high school life. Eventually, he went on a mission to, uh, South Africa where he gained a strong testimony of Jesus Christ. And that's where I think he really decided that he was going to be a member for his whole life, too. Um, and he, after his mission, he went to the army to pay for school because he also decided that he was going to go to school because both Shirley and Bob had not gone to school. And I think he was the first college graduate because I don't think my uncle graduated from college. He was the first graduate college graduate on that side, too. Um, and he went to the University of Utah, so already that rivalry between the two. Now, I, I haven't really described my parents that much, but Michelle, my mom, she is very organized, methodical, dedicated, and, um, you know, just very uh, impactful and energetic. While my dad is much more um, serviceable, gentle, um but also, you know, that same mentality of my grandpa where it's like he's going to provide for his family. Like, whatever is the most important will take precedence and he doesn't care if he's going to have to be a jerk to get whatever. So, yeah, anyway, so my parents, um, it's pretty funny, actually, with their dating habits. So my mom, she quickly graduates high school and she becomes a middle school teacher. She's a home economics teacher teaching cooking and sewing and whatnot. And... Um, my dad, though, he is, uh, he, he, he was kind of a goofball, so he wanted to be an electrical engineer, but then started taking some uh, finance classes and realized that his true interests were actually with business and real estate. So he got a business degree um, eventually with a, like with an emphasis in real estate. And... Um, but what he would do, though, is he would, like, work for a semester, and once he got ready to go to school, he would go to school full-time, or he'd go to school part-time and work part-time, or he would just vacation and take cruises. So he's kind of a goofball. My mom was just very uh, working. But um, as far as their dating habits, they were both kind of similar, where my mom, uh, she dated lots of guys. Uh, and... She said that only one guy ever broke up with her. And she had like 20 plus boyfriends. I don't know how many boyfriends she had. I don't really want to know. And, uh, <laughs> but she just never really felt confident with the choices he made. Well, my dad, he dated around and he had girlfriends, but he kind of liked the bachelor life where there's no commitment. And, you know, girls being interested in him and him having the. I guess the choice to just pursue them as he wished, you know, and, uh, <laughs> anyway, so they were both older when they met, I think they were about 26, 27, 27, 28 when they met, and, um, they met at the singles ward, both active members, obviously, uh, they met at mud football activity, um, 
so anyways, they started dating, and I think what really worked was that uh, my mom was very bold, and she said, you know, Scott, like, you've got to commit to me, and practically told him that he should marry her, and I think um, I th- their personalities just really do reflect each other, and it just, you know, it worked. I mean, I'm, I wasn't the one who chose, but yeah, so he was 29, and she was 28 when they got married, and um so yeah, so what happens is is after this moment, uh, my mom is working as a high as a middle school teacher. Well, my dad, or maybe it's high school, I don't know. Well, my dad is trying to finish school quick, and he is actually towing boats, which is kind of crazy. He was taking boats from Utah to California and back. Uh, well, he was coming back obviously in like twenty four or thirty hours, and he uh just did this for like the smallest amount of pay. Um, anyways, he graduated pretty shortly after their marriage and started his appraisal business, which appraising is like evaluating the value of your house. Um, and so what he would do is, you know, he'd go into your house and then you, you know, you'd evaluate how much you have to sell it for, if there's any weaknesses, any problems. So anyways, he starts doing this and then they start yeah, they they just made a lot of weird choices, but um. Anyways, I also decided to build a home on Woodhill Circle. My address was thirteen forty one East Woodhill Circle, Sandy, Utah. So, um, and they built the home themselves, and they they had so many priorities too, which just made. Which is like which made their relationship interesting. Um, for example, I think this is one of my favorite stories is that they finish the home and they don't have any furniture and the first thing they do once they have enough money is they buy a baby grand piano and they decide to eat on the floor so that they can have this piano. <laughs> you know, but it's cool because like they knew that the couch would come. They knew that they would buy a couch that just would come. But if they never saved for the piano, then they wouldn't have saved for the piano. Um, they were very both hardworking. They built the house themselves. And uh, yeah, anyway, so they built this home. And that was also with the help of my grandpa. He, um, it was with, through Irvine Construction, the company. Anyways, um, so my dad is appraisal, doing appraising though. And it was not going anywhere. And he and my mom went on vacation. And my dad said that they would probably need to go into selling homes and doing real estate because my dad had, um, he was going to get his broker's license and then they could have done it. Um, but the cool part is they went out on vacation and when he came back, the fax machine was just overfilled. There was about papers everywhere with about 30, 40 orders. So my dad started appraising and the business was launched. And my dad... Um, during that time became much more successful financially and successful in his business. And so, you know, I wish I could have said this before. I said everything else before. I'm not going to be able to tell the story in order, but I'm trying to tell it as close to order as I can. So anyways, that's kind of the story with how they got their house and how finances work, because eventually after a couple of years of working, my mom eventually became a full-time um, 
a full-time parent, a stay-at-home mother. That's the word I am trying to find. Um, because they didn't wait that long to have kids either. I think they waited a year and a half or something like that. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Like two years. Okay. I guess that's like waiting a little bit. But they didn't wait that long. And um, so my mom was actually teaching school while my sister would go spend time with grandma and grandpa. And they would take care of her uh, freely, which was kind of nice. Um, and the house was getting built and whatnot. And anyway, so they had two kids before me. Uh, I am the third child. I'm three or four. And their names were Kenzie, Mackenzie May Irvine. Mackenzie is the oldest. She's about six years older than me. And she is very quirky. She's very caring and enthusiastic about life, but also so nerdy and just very unique and confident in her uniqueness. Um, I, I've gotten along with Kenzie for so much of my life, where um, we've always liked the same video games. Uh, she, We've always just enjoyed all this very similar things. Where because I only I only have three sisters I don't have a brother so I never really be, was able to have that brotherly bond with somebody but Kenzie was the closest I got, um, and my second oldest sister Caitlin was is three years older than me, and she is very sensitive and just very conscientious of others' needs and that if she sees that you're going through, uh, like a hard time she's always there to just really take care of you very motherly in nature. And so, uh, yeah, anyways, and so, like, the family dynamic was also kind of interesting. I, I did talk about the grandparents a little bit, but um, my uncle, spoiler alert, uh, he never had kids. So, on the Irvine side, I had two alive, healthy grandparents who would actually take us out to Disneyland, like, all the time. So, we got spoiled by them, whereas um, the Ivy grandparents, they were gone sadly, but the cousins and all that kind of fun was on the other side, you know, it was, it was with the Ivies, and, um, yeah, anyways, that also creates an interesting dynamic where I didn't really have grandparents on one side, and I didn't really have cousins on the other side, um, anyways, so then I was born, uh, I was born Boom, November 13th, 1998. Remember that date because that's my birthday. And <laughs> um, I mean, I'll, I'll talk a lot more about this too. But just to give you a little description of how my mom described me when I was younger, I was very thoughtful and kind and quiet, uh, which is going to be funny. I'm going to get into that more as time goes on. Um, but I, that's, that's the person I was, I guess. And I had a little, I have a little baby sister. She's two and a half years younger than me. Her name is Ashley and she is very loud and energetic and she's always has been. And that's kind of the family. So just a quick recap, as you can see, um, I'm now, I have two parents and I have three sisters and we are all living at 1341 East Woodhill Circle, Sandy, Utah. Um, and I guess this next time it's going to actually kind of get into my life. A lot of these are going to be more stories that have been told to me about things I've done. Um, but hopefully, uh, as time goes on, these are going to get more accurate and it's going to become a lot more individualized. 
but um, hopefully you can just see, I guess, there's a lot of things that are going to be important, especially with just the way that my parents were raised and how uh, little their parents also did to help them out financially. And just um, just my parents' attitude and the way that they act. And it will kind of, sh- it will make a lot more sense as time goes on. But um, yeah, honestly, this came out pretty this came out pretty easily for me. I uh, I was surprised. You know, I thought this was going to be hard, but it's something I really enjoy doing because I feel like this is going to be useful down the road. Uh, if I just honestly had any takeaway, um, actually, I will say this. This is going to be my one takeaway. I guess this is going to be a tradition in podcast. Um, it's this. This is something that I've learned uh, as a missionary. Um Sorry, I'm going to be kind of jumping around a little bit in my life, but you're going to be learning a little bit about me now while I talk about my previous life. But um, yeah, so as a missionary, I had a trainer who was not really who I expected. It wasn't, I thought I deserved a better trainer. And then during my mission, I also trained somebody and I thought I was the best trainer ever like I did so many things for him but I had the biggest epiphany because I was talking to him and he's from New Zealand but the the kid that I trained I'm of course I'm going to talk about him later and he said yeah Zach you definitely kind of dropped the ball and I was like what do you mean it's like look like present out like out door-to-door contacting like we need to do member work we never did that I was like I worked to give you a better life than the one that I got because I felt like mine kind of got jipped off um, because, I mean, now my companion, I and this is a huge tribute to my trainer, he really changed to be more obedient and he became a lot more obedient too. He tried to do all my trainings with me. He tried to help me with my language. He tried so much and he we worked so hard. And all of a sudden it clicked in my head because then I thought about how he was trained. And he said that he listened to like Bruno Mars entire album. There's just no diligence, nothing happening, no investigators. And this thing kind of clicked in my head where I was like, my trainer tried to train me better than he was trained. And I tried to train my son better than I was trained. And it's like, that's honestly the essence of parenting too is parenting isn't, being the best parent ever it's just being a better parent than your parents and I think I see that so well with my family because here you go you got my grandfather Ken he um I mean he was abused and he didn't even stay in the church you look at his kids and nearly half of them four of them well three of them are still active in the church two aren't but one of those they go on a mission so and the last one died. Um, and he, I mean, I don't, I, I give him props as a dad. I mean, he was an alcoholic, sure, but I mean, I bet he tried a lot harder than his parents. And probably the same for Lorray, too. I mean, she wasn't even very active and she helped her kids get along. Um, you, you take my dad and his parents. My grandma was poor. She didn't have any family structure. And, you know, and my dad, he had a family. 
he had a family at home base. And that's the same for my grandpa, too, where he said that he was going to take care of his kids. And he did. And then I look at my parents, and uh, my, both my parents weren't very happy with the way they were raised, where my dad kind of thought that his dad was too domineering. And and I look at the way I'm raised, and I'm like, wow, I was raised a lot better by my father and also by my mother because she was raised with an alcoholic father and a mother who was good, but um, still didn't have all those principles together. And that's something I've learned, too, is that I'm probably not going to be the best dad ever, but hopefully I give a better life than hopefully I raise my kids a heck of a lot better than my parents raised me because that's the only way I can really help them. So I guess that's God's plan is for us to be better than what we've seen. So, yeah, anyways, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Next time I'm going to pick up with... uh, my crazy life. And uh, I'll talk to you next time.